Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be doing what's right for you. I got three emails I'm going to go through with you today. The first two are from guys, and the, and the third is from a woman who is struggling in her marriage because her husband is basically being a weak beta male, not being the leader, and she is absolutely sick of his behavior and being weak, and she wants to know if her marriage can be saved. And the first two emails are from guys that have, the second one, the guy's detailing some interesting success that he's had with being an alpha male and demonstrating the things he's learned in my book. And the sex, second one, or the first one is from a guy who's actually work. he said he's spent his whole life as a beta male, and now that he's being an alpha male, people are responding positively, but he's got some family conflicts going on, and so he's wondering, when is a good time to keep the peace and when should he stand up for himself without compromising his values? So I've got a quote that I wrote on this topic and then we're going to go ahead and jump right into the first email. And The quote says, alpha male or female energy is the energy of leadership, dominance, strength, certainty, attractiveness, success, self-love, self-respect, self-reliance and self-mastery. Beta male or female energy is the energy of submissiveness, timidity, fearfulness, uncertainty, indecisiveness, weakness, inequality, failure, and defeat. Alphas lead and betas follow. Alpha energy is about reaching your full potential while beta energy is about being too fearful and weak to do what is necessary to win and succeed. Alphas go for what they want in spite of their fears. Betas make excuses, play it safe, and run from challenges. In life, you get to decide who you are and what you become. Your decisions, focus, actions, and belief will shape and determine your destiny. What you focus on tends to expand. Therefore, you'll either become what you love or become what you fear. Choose wisely. With that said, let's go through the first guy's email. He says, Hi, Coach. Thank you for being awesome and doing this great work. My question regards my family, and I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Brevity is always appreciated. Now, I'm 36 years old, and I've come to the point where I put a lot of effort into turning from beta to alpha. I know it's never-ending, but I at least see improvements, which for me are enough to keep going. Well, remember, success is making progress. In order to feel like you are successful or you're in the process of becoming successful, you have to feel like you're making progress towards that goal. Even if it's just taking action or doing something that's going to move you a little closer to where you want to be. So the idea is to set yourself up for success by doing things that you can see you're making measurable process and getting closer to where you want to be. And especially like when it comes to studying a book like mine or some of the things that you learn in my videos, in my articles, I see it all the time. Repetition is the mother of skill. You got to think of yourself like a professional athlete. The things that I teach are not a quick fix. You got to learn the fundamentals and then you got to go out and practice and rehearse the fundamentals if you want to get better. 
On top of that, I believe I passed the point of no return in the sense of having shifted my self-image and also how I can feel a change in others' attitude towards me. Well, remember, people will perceive you how you perceive yourself. Remember, no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. And also, no one will ever do or say anything to you that isn't a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. So when one of those assholes shows up in your life and they have nothing but name calling and hate and nastiness, just remember they're just projecting or trying to project onto you what they don't like about themselves. So don't take it personally. It's not your fault that they're a fucking asshole or they're miserable. It's like one of the things that the Buddha said. When someone gives you a gift and you don't accept the gift, to whom does a gift belong? And if somebody's trying to give you a shit sandwich, doesn't mean you have to eat it. You can say, thank you, but I'm going to pass. Friends have left me and it feels as if some people even deny my existence and don't acknowledge me as someone who deserves total respect. Well, this is interesting. The more comfortable you become being who you are, that's when you find out who's really on your team and who's not. Remember the Steve McQueen quote, I live for myself and I answer to nobody. I have a lot to work on and I pat myself on the shoulder for being conscious and proactive about this, which is more than some can say. Well, if you're watching this video, you're in the top 3% of people because quite frankly, 97% of the people, they won't watch a video like mine or read articles like the ones that are on my website or they won't read a book like mine. They'll make excuses and they'll go, oh, I don't have enough time for that self-help stuff. I don't have enough time to go to the gym. I'm so busy, I don't have time to look for a better job. I'm so busy earning a living, I don't have time to figure out what my purpose is or what I want to do in life. And that's the story that they tell themselves so they just keep plugging along. And one day they get towards the end of their life and they realize they haven't lived their life. They've lived somebody else's life. He says, but that in and of itself doesn't fix anything. So I need so much of my energy and focus to get things straight. That's why it is so fucking important to make sure you really carefully monitor who you allow into your inner circle. If your inner circle has people that are not trying to pull you up and lift you higher, you need to boot them the fuck out because all they're going to do is hold you back and get in your way. And sometimes that may mean booting friends out of your life, business partners, customers, acquaintances, or even spending less time around family members who just aren't going to have anything nice to say or positive or encouraging. And success takes a long fucking time and it's really hard and you need to be surrounded by people that are just as determined and just as focused to be awesome as you are. You can't tolerate any turds in the punch bowl. I have no experience in business at all and I feel eager to start one because I consider it the best way to put myself into the world as a serving man. Well, the key is to figure out what you want to do with your life. Making money, whether it's at a business or working for somebody else, is the result of adding value. Adding value comes from learning skills, learning talents or developing talents, 
and applying them in a way that adds value to people's lives either through a product or a service. So you got to figure out what you want to do before you do it. Starting a business just because you think it's going to make you rich 99.999% of the time is going to lead to failure. Because if you don't fucking love what you're doing, if you're not crazy and fucking passionate about it and it's the kind of thing you can't imagine doing anything else other than that, you are wasting your fucking time. Because when things get hard and they get difficult, when you don't really love it and you're not that committed to it, you're just doing it for money, you'll quit and you'll go do something else. He continues on, I quit my job and decided to follow another path. But in David Data's words, I'm now in the unknown. Well, quite frankly, dude, it's unless you're independently wealthy, it's not smart just to quit your job and say, okay, I'm going to start my business and become a millionaire. Doesn't fucking work that way. It's best to have a job to pay the bills while you build a business on the side if you think you want to be an entrepreneur. He says, it's scary, but I have to find security in uncertainty. Well, your comfort zone tends to be where you're most uncomfortable. But like I said, if you think you're going to start a business and you're going to be a millionaire in a matter of months, you are fucking deluding yourself. I had a successful business that I had started on that path to build back when I was 18 years old. And by the time I was 33, 34 years old, we were grossing about $7 million a year. I had two business partners. We had about 40 employees and we had seven different companies and it took many years to build that up. And despite all that success that I had, it took me about four and a half years to figure out my business model for my coaching practice, how to actually go about marketing myself, packaging up my knowledge and my skills and my gifts and my talents in a way that people could find value in it. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're like an ideal person like I am where you have an idea for a service or a product, it always is going to take longer than you think it's going to take and it's going to cost way more money than you expect that you're going to have to invest in it. I notice other people of a different type turning towards me. In a good way, my family, maybe uncles and aunts from my dad's side seem to have put me out. Well, I've experienced the same thing. What's interesting is that my mother never – she pretty much didn't get along with anybody. And so by the time we graduated high school, it's like we weren't talking to anybody else in our family. And it was a big part because of the mental – you know, her being a psychotic schizophrenic was a part of the problem. The other part of the problem was my, my dad. He was just submissive and weak. He was a beta male. My mom ran the show and he just did whatever she wanted. And what's interesting now is like my mom's side of the family, I haven't talked to any of those cousins in probably 10 years. They've just – they never stayed in touch. They didn't want to maintain a relationship. Actually, the last time I saw most of them was at my mother's funeral and that was, that was back in 2004. We're talking like 12 years ago. But what's interesting is my dad's side of the family, my cousins, my aunt and uncles, those are the ones I'm most closest to now and even my dad has reconnected with his family after my mother had passed away. At the end of the day, if people love you and they care about you and that includes family members, they'll make the effort. I can partly understand since after a family – a fairly serious argu- argument between my mother and father's sister, the family broke in two. I let my cousin know that I, I don't intend to choose a side but I didn't attend about four or five birthdays and holidays which now the family seems to pick up as, well, fuck you then. My reason for holding off is that most of the beef is about my mother. 
And I know she is sometimes hard to find warmth with, but I am convinced that it is not entirely her fault. So at times where I see my dad and mom uninvited, I also did not attend. Hey, why go hang out and spend your time with people who don't make you feel welcome and who don't want you there? Who cares? Fuck them. It take any relationship, not just your intimate ones, but your friendships, your family members, your business partners, your clients. It has to be mutually beneficial and respectful and loving and appreciated and valued. And if it's not, it just ain't worth your time. If it's not adding value to your life, you really don't need it. My question is, how can I tell if I am right about all of this? Well, I mean, as far as it goes, if you really don't want to hang out with your aunts and uncles and your cousins or they don't make you feel welcome or they're kind of pissed off because certain members of your family aren't getting along, it's like the same thing with dating a woman who's not that into you. Or if you're a woman dating a man, why? there's no point in trying to spend your time around people who just don't want you there. You don't want people – you don't want to be around people who tolerate you. You want people who literally would jump fences to be with you. My view of some of my family members has changed to being more sober as it was previously more romanticized as if all it was always fantastic, which it probably wasn't. Is there a way to become sure of being right about letting go of certain people, if not the whole family? Spend your time with those who make the effort. I do that just across the board in my life, my friends, my family, people that work for me, clients that I have. I only spend my time with people who make a mutual effort and who are respectful and who communicate like adults. People that act like jackasses, I just don't talk to them anymore. They just fade away. Can I tell if my judgment is right? As long as it feels right in your heart, you should trust that little inner voice. Your feelings are your truth. And like a wise man once said, Sriyama Bhagavan said, truth unless it's your own personal truth, is still untruth. It seems so unclear and I refuse to return to being the nice guy who comes begging for love and his family. Don't. If they don't want you there, like I said, just like dating somebody. If the other person doesn't make you feel loved, wanted, respected, appreciated, valued, fuck them. Find, spend your time with people who do. So let's go through the second email. This one's pretty short. This guy says, Hi, Corey. And what I liked about this is just the observations he, he's made about his own pets and, and he tells a story about some friends he was hanging out with recently at his place and because he's really applying this stuff, it was shocking at how his animals treat him differently and they've never behaved this way. He says, hi, Corey. Once again, thank you very much for the great info and the great book. I will most probably send you more and more emails over time as I grow in the man I would like to become. One small thing I have noticed noted today, and it might not look like a big thing, is that me and some of my friends were sitting and having a good time at my place. The dogs and my cat were lying at my feet, and I could feel and see that they are looking to me as the leader, the alpha male. Animals know. It's all energy. It's all the vibe you're putting out there. When you're certain of yourself, when you're in a peaceful, relaxed state, when you love who you are, you love your life, and you're the leader, 
Animals pick up on it. Women intuitively can feel it. I mean, think about it. I'm sure everybody that's watching this video has been someplace where either a really beautiful woman or a really beautiful man or somebody very successful, well known, walked in the room and it's just everybody in unison just kind of looks over in that direction, looks for leadership, looks to follow that leader. It's just we all instinctively we do it. They never showed that kind of behavior to me before. Well, obviously you're on the right path because you're giving off the right vibe. You're giving off a vibe of leadership and dominance and the animals respond to that because you're going to see in the next email who the guy's exact opposite of that. Even as he's, even his fucking dogs don't respect him. He says, the thing I'm thinking is if the animals around me could sense that there is a leader in their presence, then I must have the same subconscious effect on the people around me and the women I meet. Absolutely. I don't need to practice to be an alpha male. I have become one. Thank you for opening my eyes. Yeah, it's like all the things I teach, it's not about becoming something that you're not. It's really about demonstrating what you already are inside. And in order to do that, you've got to take away all the fucking bullshit. You've got to take away all the stories, all the things that get in your way and all the excuses that you tell yourself about why you can't, don't, won't, or couldn't become or have the things or the people that you want in your life. If you act like you deserve it and you behave that way and you don't tolerate bullshit like I was talking about from the first guy's email, the right people will show up in your life at exactly the right time magically. Let's go to the third email. This one's from a woman. She says, Hi, Corey. I really hope you can help our situation, if not a relationship, at least to help my husband, whether we stay together or not. I married a man who is considerably younger than me. I guess that it should have been my first clue. Well, it doesn't really matter as long as he acts like a man is supposed to. Age really doesn't fucking matter. Again, it really comes to dominance and maturity. We met online and at first, his online profile said he was a fireman. After two years of dating, I found out that he wasn't. And when he admitted that he was laid off and was back to work at a warehouse job, at a grocery warehouse job, she says, fine. <laughs> when a woman says fine, it's never fucking fine. I didn't care about the money. He also has said that he was also living back at his parents' house. He was 33 years old at the time. We're in California and it is costly, so perhaps he needed to temporarily get back on his feet after the layoff. Well, that's what happens when you guys keep electing these big government fucking politicians and they piss away money to all the people that give the big fucking donations, so they got to keep raising the fucking taxes. And then what they end up doing is chasing all the fucking businesses away and all the people that make all the money, which makes it even harder for the state to pay their fucking bills, which means they raise their taxes even more. But that's a topic for another day. Anyway, everything seemed fine until we got married. We didn't live together before we were married because I have a daughter and he made it seem like he had friends, activities, and interests. Interesting. Now, fast forward two and a half years and after meeting his family, it is exactly how you describe in your story. His father is the weakest, quietest man 
I have ever seen. His wife is gossipy, silly, bosses him and his other two brothers around. Why? Because she can get away with it. That's why. Because they're too afraid to stand up for themselves. You know, sometimes you got to say, Mom, Dad, I love you, Aunt so-and-so, Uncle so-and-so, but you're totally full of shit and you don't know your asshole from a hole in the ground. But I still love you. I totally fucking disagree with you and I would not do things that way. And that's the kind of relationship I have with my family. I fucking t- we all tell each other like it is. And my aunt, who I love, love to death. She's fucking awesome. She worked in a prison for 15 years. She don't fucking take shit from nobody. And I love that about her. She obviously has a favorite son, which is the only one that actually moved out of the house at 19, got married at 25, bought a house, and had a child by 31, unlike the other two, that apparently lived at home still. Well, why do you think that the mother of that one son who moved out at 19, he's the favorite one? Because he acts like a fucking man. That's why. Women don't respect guys that behave like fucking pussies. They walk all over them. It's not because they're bad people. It's because they... Masculine energy grows through challenge and that's why a good woman will tweak a man's balls when he's acting like a beta male. She told me when I met her that she felt like he betrayed her by not telling her about me and that he has never smiled in any picture his whole life yet he was smiling at the to- all the time in our pictures and that she was convinced he hated her. Hmm. Well, if she's always treated him like a second or third class citizen and been an ass to him because he didn't behave a certain way, what do you expect? At her wedding, she didn't even dance the mother and son dance because she was tired, but then proceeded to dance with other people and act all loud and gossipy as always. Case in point. It's like she can't even see how she fucked up her son's life and how she's the cause of the crappy relationship between the two of them. And since now you know better, if she ever asks you in the future, you could always say, well, you know, I'm saying this with love because I love you and I care about you and I love your son, but this is what he shared with me. And I look at how you treat him versus him and his other brother versus the one that's the favorite son, so to speak. You're always loving. You're always supportive. And the other two, you treat like you couldn't give a flying fuck about them. And I know it's just because you want the best for them, but maybe you should think about how you talk to them. Maybe you should sit down and potentially apologize and talk things out because being abusive and nasty and and emasculating them, that's not going to help the situation. I've learned over the past two years that he had never had moved out of his house his whole life until we got married at 34. He literally has no friends other than two guys he has worked with for 15 years at the warehouse, which was his first job that he started at age 17 and never advanced. He has never even interviewed or tried for another job. So he's got no goals or ambition. That's part of masculine energy, purpose, drive, mission, succeeding, accomplishing, breaking through barriers, and if you got a mother that makes you feel like a piece of shit and is always putting you down, 
as a child, eventually you're going to start to believe that, that you're not good enough and you don't deserve it and you don't love yourself enough and then you never go and do those kinds of things. I'm from a very traditional Catholic home. He wasn't raised with any faith. My father was a CEO and he was a sergeant in the army. Thank you. Thank him for his service. My mother was very outspoken and they showed love and respect for each other but were two very strong people. We were taught to work towards improving ourselves and learning new things. I was a single mother who bought homes, fixed them up and resold them on the side. As I worked as a pharmaceutical sales rep in New York, after my child's father decided he didn't want to be involved and never has seen his daughter. I love my husband and I have tried to encourage him to join classes that other men might be in so he can have a sense of how a man is like a class in plumbing, construction, etc. since he was never shown any of these skills. I tell him it is not his fault but that he never had an example of a strong male in the family and that keeps him from trying new things, experiencing life or making friends. I told them that I think trial and success or failure is essential to grow as a human being because he had literally never tried to do anything nor failed or felt pride from any type of accomplishment. My father made sure we all knew basic maintenance of a home, car, etc. His father was very uninvolved. My dad was the same way. He was like a lampshade. He was just there on the couch or in his chair drinking his beers and tuning everybody out. His childhood consisted of annual Disney passes and cruises and the rest of his days spent sitting in his bedroom playing video games by himself. His dad worked for UPS as a driver, left the house at 5 a.m. and didn't return until 9 or 10 at night, supposedly because he wanted to miss the traffic. I'm sure it was the traffic. More than likely it was he wanted to miss being around his wife. My dad was the same way. He worked a lot. I realize it is not his fault but he needs to step up and be the man of the house. I am sick of having to take care of everything. So you're being the man. You're in your masculine and he's in his feminine. My daughter and even our dogs don't respect him. It is truly sad. I am about ready to give up but we are expecting a child and I'll be damned if our kid ends up being a wimp because I am so frustrated at this point that I find myself yelling at him to do something. I have lost so much respect for him. These are all the things I talk about in my videos over and over again. And here you see a woman who's in the middle of a relationship with a guy who's just not being a fucking man. I would definitely get him a copy of my book as a gift. For example, last week he drove an extra 20 miles to go to a Target because the one literally down the street from his work, he didn't like the area when my daughter and I shop there regularly. Or getting gas across the street from his work, he drives to another exit and pays 50 cents more a gallon because he doesn't like being around the homeless people. It's California. We have homeless people everywhere. I shop around them all the time. It's not even unsafe. Another example, last night my dog, who has been trained for the past seven years to sleep in his crate, is now getting spoiled by my husband to the point where he was whining all night. I told him the next night, to put his crate in the basement because we couldn't sleep. So what does he do? He slept with the dog, not in his crate, in the basement so the dog wouldn't whine. Now my dog is ruined and it will take me retraining him again. His family dresses their dogs, carries them everywhere and cooks dinner for them every night. I'm not lying, fresh chicken every night. I can't stand living in a home that promotes weakness. Well, you kind of are pretty far down the road at this point. 
It isn't good for my child to see a man act this way and I have tried being quiet and waiting for him to take charge but I feel like our life is just completely dead because we don't take control of anything in our lives with him at the wheel. Are we hopeless? Please help. So here's what I would do if I were you. I'd get him a copy of my book and I would just sit him down and say, honey, we need to talk. And those are the kind of words that usually get everybody's attention. Just say, I'm not happy. This is, I, I want you to be more of a man. I want you to be more of a leader. I got this great book. Did it really help you out? I want you to have some goals, some ambition, and to take care of things for a change. I need that in a man because I'm not happy. And if you're not going to develop some goals, some ambition, and start taking care of things and act like the leader of the house, then I'm sorry, but eventually I'm just going to give up and I'm going to leave the relationship. I'm not going to want to stay married to you. I love you. And I want to work it out and I want the best for you. I want you to have a career, a mission and a purpose, something that makes you happy. I don't want to see you toiling away doing a menial job because there's so much more you can can do. And I'll support you in any way, shape or form. But if we're going to stay together as a family, this is what I need from you. And I'll understand if you don't want to do it or you can't do it. That's fine. But at this point, I'm at the end of my rope. And do it in a loving way. Don't be calling them names or being an ass to them. And give them, give them 90 days. This is what I expect to see in 90 days. And if it doesn't happen, then we're going to have to go our separate ways. I know that's harsh, but that's just how I feel. And give them the book and say, if you love me, if you love our children and you care about our relationship, you will get this shit handled. I know you can do it. I'll support you in any way, shape or form. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you and I will talk to you soon.